Life is full of all kinds of amazing twists and turns, and man, you can, you can get lost in the suck of it all, can't you? Like, if we're being honest, like, how many days out of the week do you dwell in suck? Like, man, this just sucks. I can't wait for Friday. Three o'clock, punch the clock, I'm going home, and, and then, like, everything's supposed to get better. But it doesn't always do that. Sometimes it does, amen? Sometimes it doesn't. But I just feel like God is rewiring my brain and my heart to go with it, to be something different. So I was thinking, it was, so I like got wrapped up because I went to the bathroom and I saw that my wife's hairspray doesn't hold my hair and I got these flyaways, like, oh my gosh, the music doesn't work, my hair probably looks bad. This is just awful. I'm going home. I got some juice for men, my Isn't that wash the gray out? I'm seeing how it's working. Wonders. The miracle grow for gray hair, Jody. I think you grabbed the wrong bottle. <laughs> but, you know, life, is, life is meant to be lived, and life is supposed to be exciting. Right? Like, God did not make this... In, you know, hey, as long as you're on the earth, I want this thing to suck. Y'all should be miserable wrecks. I've read the Bible a bunch, and I just don't get it in there. Like, I don't see that anywhere. And so if it's not in the Bible, then why am I living my life like that? Like, what's the point? Whose plan is it? If it's not God's plan, then whose plan is it that we should waller and suck? How deep is your suck that you can't get out of it? Is it ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, chest high? Is it over your head? Are you drowning in suck? Some people are drowning in suck, but you can't even pull them out of suck. They're like, no, no, no. Let me be. I want to live right here in Suckville. This is great. And they just seem to like to be miserable. Yeah? Like, no matter what, they will find the suck in everything. You get that, like, you ever go down to the popcorn corner and you get that nice Chicago blend between the caramel and the cheddar cheese? Right, and somehow they do it so well that you don't ever, like, have a stupid amount of cheddar cheese with no caramel. Like, every handful seems to be a good handful there. But some people will find that, well, look, you're lying to me, Pastor. There were seven kernels of cheddar and only three caramels. You lied to me. This place sucks. You go to Culver's and you get, I'm a turtle fan, so whenever they have the turtle flavor of the day, I'm like, oh, yeah, boo. Sorry, honey, I'm cheating. And, and I go in there and, like, it's, it's just... Is beautiful to me. I'm sure the streets will be filled with gold, but I'm pretty certain that there will be unending cups of turtle ice cream in heaven. I'm not sure it's not in the Bible, but I can have hope, right? I can do that. So I'm hoping that it'll be like this glorious time of rejoicing with the Lord and eating turtle Sundays all day. Maybe not. But like people can find the suck in that, in your favorite flavor, well, it's just not quite right. For the love of Peter, Joseph, and Mary. Get over it. Like, really? 
So why is it that we find so much suck in our days? Why is it that we find so much to be so upset about? Like in the darkest days, Jesus Christ counted it joy. He's going to the cross and going to get beat. His boy that he's been walking with for three years is going to turn him in. And he says, friend. So somewhere between Jesus and the way we're living life, there's, there's this chasm in there somehow, some way, that the only thing that we choose to look at is the suck. The only song that we sing is, it's like, oh my gosh, are you tone deaf? Right? Whether you're tone deaf seriously musically or not is not the point. But, so if you're tone deaf, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But if you're not tone deaf, you know what I'm talking about. And the person that can mess up a song, beautiful, beautiful heart, but the song is just not, it's like, oof. Bring it down a little bit there, Skippy. Right? So, so what's really going on in our world? What's really going on with our walk with the Lord? Are we really walking with the Lord if we can't see through his eyes to see the world as the Holy Spirit is calling us to see it? And so we keep singing the same old sucky song that we absolutely hate. Now, I'm not talking about the one that gets stuck in your head. You know, the one that starts at about 9.30 in the morning and goes all the way till 3 and you're like, why are you invading my brain? Not that one. I'm talking about the one that we walk out daily. The one that keeps, you know, we're skipping to a bad, a bad beat. We're skipping to a bad rhythm and it, and it just looks funky. It's bad. It's ugly, yeah? You know the one I'm talking about? Because we've all been there. It's like whether we choose to stay there. So I was reading this morning... And God just places it on my heart about singing a new song. And I, I came to church and I got my guitar tuned up. And I'm like playing a little bit. And I'm like, man, this is going to be fun. And I was going to pull out the whiteboard. And, and we were going to write a song together. We were going to write a song about what's on your heart and what's going on. And how beautiful that would be. Because, because we as the body of Christ can over, overcome suck without a problem. It's like... Just put that power elbow drop on it, like all of us, just bam, and knock it out, right? Like, just, you ain't got no, no place. But I did not bring my guitar out, as you can see, and we, we had issues. And so we can waller in all the things that didn't go right about the service today. Or we can look around and we can see God's beloved, his children, rejoicing in the love of the Father, right? So it's not about what worked and what didn't work. It's about... Jesus Christ. And so we take that attitude, we take that song that we sing, praises to God, we take that out into our lives. And so let us write a new song or let us write a new old song. Because God's been speaking to us for a long time. So the song hasn't changed. We just stopped singing it. Maybe we don't like the rhythm. You know, it's bluegrass and you're a rock and roll fan. Uh, maybe it's rock and roll and you're a rap fan. I don't know. What is it? What is it that stops us from actually singing the song that God wrote, right? We all sang the doxology. How'd that feel? How'd that feel to sing praise God from whom all blessings flow? Are they just words that we speak or do they actually resonate in our hearts? 
right? So if I'm, my eyes are only seeing what my eyes see instead of what my spirit is seeing, then I'm going to always be stuck in Suckville, yeah. right? So can I be honest with y'all? Yeah. So I never passed an English class in high school. Not one. The entire time. I dropped out halfway through my senior year. I didn't even know I made it to a senior year until I saw my transcripts to get into seminary. I was like, dude, you're one semester away from graduating? Like, how wasted were you? <laughs> I don't know. But that's the way, that, like, and I never passed, never passed an English class the entire time. And then, so I'm in Montana, I'm, I'm through seminary, I now have a master's degree in theology going like, what? And I was, I was like, I was making $300 a week. A week, so I made $1,200, that's my take home. $1,200 a month, take home. I needed to pick up a new gig. So guess what I did? I became a substitute teacher. And I would make an extra $65 a day for subbing at school. Well, guess what those ignoramuses did? They had not only English class am I teaching, I'm teaching AP English. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I was like, what? No way. Like, this is just stupid. It's going to be hell. I also sucked at algebra in high school. Sucked at it. I taught that class too. But the AP class, you know, so I could sit there and I could focus on how badly I did in English. Or I could just say, all right, man, I'm going to roll with the punches. Lord, you put me here, so let's do this thing. And the kids were to read a story, a short story about a young man who grew up in Cuba. While he was in Cuba, all he could think about was coming to America. So he worked really hard to get to America. And one day he got to America. And so he's in Florida, and he's chilling, he's doing his thing. And one day he realized, like, I miss my family. I miss my friends. I want to go back to Cuba. And so he's faced with this thing like, do I really work that hard to get back to the place that I came from that I couldn't stand being in, or what? And so I asked the kids, well, why would your teacher have you read this? And guess what? We actually had jocks in our AP English class. It was pretty impressive. But guess what they said? Why did the teacher have us read that? Can you guess? Just to waste our time. <laughs> well, I don't think that's it. And then God shines in. He chimes through my head. And he's like, Fred, what happens if this lesson was to teach these kids that because we always think the grass is greener on the other side, we're always striving for something we don't have. We're striving for somebody else's goal and somebody else's dreams. We want to sing somebody else's song, but what happens? The grass, what I learned is the grass is always greener where you water it, amen? It's not always greener over there because like now you get over here and you're like, man, my yard's bigger. So we got to start doing something different. We can sing the song of our life and see that it sucks. Or we can realize that God has given us blessings to sing a new song. 
in every step and everything that we do in our lives, we can change the way that we live our lives by singing a new old song. You see, because it's only new to us because now we want to pay attention to it. Right? And so we start tending to the desires of our hearts, the things that God has actually placed inside of us, and it starts transforming us and creating something new in us. So it's been on my heart for a month or so to love like my heart wants to, to love the way I feel so deep inside me, and yet it doesn't come out. Anybody ever have that? It's like so deep in my heart that I love, 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 love. And somehow what comes out is Suckville. And then I'd go through the pain from not being able to love the way that I know that I want to love. Like what's stopping me from getting it out? What's, what's pressing on my heart? So I want to pray real quick and then I want to read to you uh, what I feel God put on my heart this morning from the Psalm 147. So Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it looks like, Lord God, I pray that you would give us a spiritual eyes to see what you made this day for. Why did you place us here at this time? Why did you give us this day and why did you give us these things to see, Father God? I just pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts, Lord, to be everything that you want it to be, Lord. We love you and we thank you. So Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the numbers of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving and make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rains for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those whose hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. So how is it that we live a life not continuously in praise? Whose eyes are you looking through? What songs are you singing? 
it makes a difference. So let us write a new old song. Let us take the words written long before us and sing. And again, it doesn't matter if you're a singer to sing. Because you know what? Those people who are tone deaf, they don't even know they sound bad, but they're joyous in their song. Amen? So it must tell us something. It must tell us something about the strength that God has given us to see beyond what our eyes see. Right? So no matter what the storm is coming or what storms you've been through, you can trust in God. It's said in that psalm to, to be in fear of the Lord. And if you remember last week, we talked about the fear of the Lord as being in awe of God. Like awe of God. Complete awe and amazement at God. To know his strength and his power. To, Oh my gosh, God. You are incredible. So if he can make the earth and the skies and he can make everything in between it, how can he not take your suck and turn it into songs of praise to him? How is it that he couldn't take the words from his Bible that he gave us and apply them to our lives so that every step we take, every breath that we breathe, every, every word that we speak couldn't be to build up and encourage others and to find that building up and encouragement inside of ourselves. You see, because inside each and every heart of each and every believer lies a Holy Spirit that empowers us to do greater than we ever thought we could. Ephesians 3.21 says, greater than anything we could think, ask, or pray. Amen? Anything greater than you could think, ask, or pray. What is it in your life that you think you want? What is it that you're asking God for? What is it that you're praying to the Lord about? You're settling for a, for a low bar. You're picking low-hanging fruit. Because there's so much more. But if you're going to sing the old song, all you're ever going to hear is the old song. Back in my day, Dr. Dre in the Chronicle album. That was the stuff right there. Like, like, whoo. Before that, all the rock and roll of the 70s and the 60s. You know, in a God of DeVita and it just blaring. How about Ozzy Osbourne with Black Sabbath? Like, in the fields, bodies burning. As war machine keeps turning. Evil minds and plot destruction, sorcerer of death construction. Oh Lord, did it! You know, it's like just blah, yeah, and you just <laughs> rock your face off and let it rip. Like man, this is good. Car just cranking the stereo long before it was cool to rattle your trunk. We were doing it, like as loud as that hi-fi would go. Right, just turn it up. But the songs that God is playing through my heart today are so much better than anything that I ever settled for then. You see, I'm a different man than I was then, so I can't keep singing the same old songs. i got to do something different. I have to strive for something more. There's got to be something better than Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. 
There has to be. And what I've found since I've given my life to the Lord, when I will rest in his presence, I can feel his beauty and his grace just as the sun shining through the windows and you feel that warmth. You know that in the winter when it's so cold outside and you find that perfect spot next to the window? It's just like, ooh, is that toasty. That's so nice. Do you say, oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Lord. Or do you say, dang, it's cold outside. This sucks. Can't wait for winter to be over. Where are you? And you know where you are. You ain't got to rat yourself out. You already know. And it's okay, because that's, that's what we do until we know something better, right? Because right. when I was a child, I thought as a child. Now that I'm older, I don't. So what will people hear as they look upon your hearts? You see, because what fills your hearts moves through your body. It moves through you. So what's really filling your heart? I ratted myself out and I got one person at work that just puts me in Suckville right, right away. Like, I see this person coming and man, I want to turn around and go the other way. Like, for whatever reason, they just represent growly and ugly and nasty to me. I've never even had words with this person. Who's right and who's wrong? What am I reading from her song what song is she singing that I'm hearing? You see, because what happens if you are the only gospel message that anybody ever sees? What message are they picking up on? What song are you singing that people hear? Because there has to get something somewhere where things start flipping and turning around to where we can see the glory of God in everything that we do. Where we can take every one of the 150 psalms and dance them off our palates. Where we can find the joy and the beauty in teaching advanced English when you've never passed an English class in your life. I actually did pass working on my bachelor's degree. But it was one of those eight-week, real short ones. It's just like, Phew! you don't even have time to forget stuff. And man, I, woo, knocked it out. I also passed my first history class in that same, same way. Never passed it. I took history of Western Civ three times in high school. So finally, I took, no, it was two times. And then finally, I took Russian history. Well, I ain't going to get this Western stuff down. That's clear. Let's try Russian. Guess what I did? Failed. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so what song are we singing? What song are we singing and what are people hearing? Are they hearing hopelessness? Or are they hearing hope? Are they being filled with the possibilities of Christ Jesus that who set, who for the joy set before him endured the cross? What would happen if Jesus sang out a different song? What if all he did is, you people are unworthy of what I'm about to do. You all suck. I hate you. Dad, I don't care what you called me to do. I ain't doing it. How would the world be different then? But you see, Jesus set an example for us that things can be different. 
But some of the things that are going to be different are going to require us to start singing a new song, having a different input, right? Because if you're listening to the same old stuff, you're going to hear the same old message. And the likelihood of you overcoming what, what was when you won't leave there is very slim. Pastor, I don't understand why I can't. Well, what are you doing? Well, everything I've been doing. Well, how'd that work out? Not worth the day. Well, why you keep? I just because. Does that make it? Well, no, it doesn't make any sense. Well, then why are you doing it? I don't know. And we'll run around the mulberry bush again and again and again, and nothing ever changes. Did you know that nothing ever changes if nothing ever changes? The only thing in this world that is constant is change, so why are you tripping about changing some stuff? Right? Like every day, it changes to a new day. Profound, huh? But yet, I'm living back over here, doing my thing, because that's where I'm comfortable at. Right? Even though, even though I don't like suck, I like suck. It don't make no sense, does it? So what song are you singing? So in 2 Corinthians 3, 2, it says, You yourselves are our letter of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all. You see, every step you take, every move that you make, people are making a judgment about you, whether you like it or not. So where are you and what story are you telling them? What happens if you're the only Jesus that anybody ever sees? What Jesus do they get to meet through you? And the only pressure you got to do with is to walk with God, to have a different input so that you get an, a different output. Amen? Second Corinthians 3, 3, and you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So as we said that we take Jesus Christ as our Savior and we share communion, has God written anything different on your heart? You see, that song and the way that I want to love is so much different in my heart, and maybe it's always been there, and God just uncovered some stuff. But it's different than the way that I'm walking out, and so why is the way that I've always walked out more prevalent than the way that God calls me to walk it out? At some point in time, I got I to gotta get into alignment with what God is telling me in every aspect of my life, every facet. How I listen, how I speak, how I act should be in alignment with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because otherwise, what are we doing? We're just being a bunch of hypocrites. Right? We sit in our church, we put on our pretty clothes, we go to church, we do our thing, and then we leave and we act like a bunch of jackwagons again. What difference does it make? There's enough out there already, amen? amen. And if, so if the people of the church can't walk in the image and likeness of Christ, then what are we doing? So I'm calling you to task. I'm calling me to task. I'm saying start singing a new song. Change out the old eight track, man. Get some Keith Green in there. Let it, let it rip. Because God is better than Dr. Dre. Did you know, Don, that God is even better than Ronnie James Dio when he led Black Sabbath? <laughs> and when he sang in Rainbow? 
And now you have to understand that Ronnie James Dio and Klaus Mein are the two best frontmen of all time, rock and roll history legends the best, period. Exclamation point, I won't even have the argument with you because you're wrong. But I will tell you this, that the song that God is singing in my heart is better than anything I've ever heard without God. That's not even up for debate. God sings a sweet song and his word is so full of love, so full of hope that why would I want to go back to that when I got this? Why would I want to live in Suckville when I could live in sunshine? And yes, I know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows, that there are days that genuinely are awful. But when I have a new hope, when I'm dancing to a different beat, when I have a new song in my heart, it changes the way that I see things. You see that I know that this moment is but for this moment. That at midnight the day will change and in the morning I will wake up. And I don't have to wake up to sucky. I can wake up to Jesus and start right away before I get out of bed. I can start praying and putting all my hope into the Lord. Because he's my comforter. He's the one who changes my song. And so I want to sing a new song. I want to see this person at work differently than I have. And I have to let God show me this person differently. And even if, even if that person and I never become friends... I still need to pray for that person, for the word tells me to even pray for my enemies. You see, but if I keep singing the song about how sucky and nasty they are, what am I going to see every single time I look at them? Every single time I open my mouth in their, in their vicinity, how do you think that's going to come out? Do you think they're going to hear the doxology, or do you think they're going to hear Black Sabbath? What do you think? The old Fred or the new Fred? The saved Fred or the not saved Fred? I pray they see the saved Fred because the old Fred wasn't always a nice guy. I know it's hard to believe looking at me today. Sorry. All right. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 and 6. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. From who? God. So when you don't feel that you can get up and out of your current situation and you know that God is calling you to something, what do you think you're doing? Do you think you're grabbing the wheel and trying to run that train all by yourself? Or do you think you're trusting in God and allowing him to do it? We know the right and we know the wrong, but where are you? And I can't speak for each and every one of us, but we have these options. We have these choices. We have what's called free will. It was a gift from God, and we abused the tar out of it and then blamed God. Right? Like, how many of you have been caught doing something stupid you know you should not have been doing? God, why'd you let me do that? Right? I can't believe God let me do that. I can't believe God did this to me. God didn't do nothing. He loved you. He gave you an option. 
you knew your choices and you chose to do that. <coughs> Whose fault is it? Pardon the phrase, but man up. Get the stones to own your junk. Because you did it. And it's okay, but you ain't never going to change nothing until you realize you need to change something. Right? Everything's going to stay the same until you realize that change is possible. That God is calling you to something different. He's calling you to a new life in Christ Jesus. He's given you the goods. He's given you the strength. He's giving you everything if you will choose to use it. My garage is full of tools. How well are they working right now? If I don't go into the garage and I don't grab the tools, what good are they going to do? But the love of God dwells in your heart. You can't never leave it. So it's in there. You got to choose whether you're going to use it. You ain't got to go nowhere to get it. You don't have to go out in the cold across the driveway when it's 12 degrees. It's in you. It lives in you. And it's the strength and the courage to do something different if you will allow it. But you have to allow it. You have to use that to sing a different song today. Because there's a new and beautiful song. Let's finish out this verse and we'll call it a day. But who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant? Not of the letter, letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You see, my old way of life. But for the grace of God, I would be dead of my own doings. Many of us can say that. How many times can you count in your life where you should have been dead and gone, but for some reason you're still here kicking it? Yeah. I was doing that stuff. You were doing that stuff. But now Christ died on the cross, so here we sit over on this side of glory. We are in the glory. We are in the grace of a loving and saving God. Will you choose to live and sing a new song or will you choose to step back over on the other side and keep doing what you've always been doing because you're more comfortable? No matter how miserable you are over here, this is where we stay when we can come over here and just learn a new song. But why are we stuck over there? Why are we doing that thing when we know better? Don't be afraid to let God move you his way. Don't be afraid to let God start speaking to you in a new way. To bring you a new song that you could sing. A new song that all of a sudden you're no longer tone deaf. But you hear in perfect, perfect pitch every time. Every word that God says resonates in your ear and dances through your heart and comes out through your feet and your hands. I'm not saying you got to tiptoe around on unicorns and pixie dust, but I'm saying that joy can fill your life each and every day. You can walk with the joy of the Lord. And so in the midst of things, things can be different, amen? Amen.
So let's call that a wrap for today, and we'll continue this next week. And maybe next week we'll break out the guitar. We'll put Don on the drums. Are you a drummer, Don? <laughs> Don ain't coming next week now. He, <laughs> Pastor, gonna, I know that dummy. He's going to put me on the drum set. I ain't doing it. Well, if you don't come next week, Susan will be our drummer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put anybody on the drum set, but you know, guys, I just, uh, I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I'm thankful for you all coming today. I'm thankful for you hanging in there when, when so many things went wrong. But God is always right. Amen? Amen. He is always gracious. He is always good. And there is always a way around what it is you think you got to walk through. Amen. So, Father God, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you with every bit of our hearts, Lord God, and we surrender. Father, we can't keep singing the old songs. So, Father, give us your words to sing a new song. Fill our hearts with the songs of angels that we could sing each and every day, Father God. That your word and your way and your will is different than anything we've ever done before. So bring it, Lord. Deliver it to each and every person here. Bless those over the internet, Father God. Bless those sitting here in these seats. Just fill our hearts with a new song. We love you and we thank you, Papa. In Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.